You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. Buy summer skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By M-Drive, you're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey, play ACHA Division I in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos. An iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort. You make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the Ice Time HockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's a balmy 115 tonight. Uh, my co-host, as always, from Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, how are things? Uh, not a balmy 115. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't use the word balmy anymore. It's just flat out hot now. Uh, uh, okay. I, I mean, it's actually um, been today in the high 70s. It might even drop under 60 tonight or tomorrow night. I'm not what? sure. What? Is it winter time already? Yes. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Well, as I said, this is college. And if hockey. this was, and if this actually was the winter, right? I'd be okay with this. Okay, okay, that's all right. I thought it was winter here. <laughs> We're um, not going to see that till January. Uh, like I anyway. said, if this was actually my winter weather <laughs> here, I'd be okay. <laughs> All right, so this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. This is the time that we usually have a guest and go deep inside everything that is college hockey with a particular person. Although, Sunday night, we, we went really deep, and it was so much fun talking to Chris Mayotte, the uh, the new oh, assistant I did, coach. I did that with my mic on. For the, what'd you do? <laughs> oh, okay, you didn't notice. So that's what nobody else did either. <laughs> With the World Junior uh, Team USA assistant coach. So congratulations to Coach yeah, Mayotte. Yeah, congratulations there, uh, Coach. Uh, way to go. Um, I, I want to think that we had something to do with it because we had well, him on Sunday night. Did. Then the announcement comes out a couple of days later. So, you of course know, we did. We had something to do with it, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's the way I'm going to look at it. Anyway, we're so happy for him and uh, for everybody at Colorado College. Uh, just great support and great feedback from the uh, the show on Sunday. So tonight when I was trying to, to grab somebody to come on and I was going through different things, and I understand there's so many things going on. I mean, um, uh, we're going to get into this in just a second, but a couple of the people that we on had, were going to have on had commitments that uh, were unexpected uh, about a week ago. Uh, and we're talking about the Matt Motzko uh, memorial service, which was Monday. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, so so I wanted to, uh, to to leave them out a little bit. Then there was a big announcement today that I knew was coming, but um, former Air Force Falcon Chad Demers, a Grafton, North Dakota native, uh, somebody I've known for, gosh, 15, 20 years now, it seems like. Um, I watched Chad play as a, as a kid. I watched him uh, destroy people in uh, North Dakota hockey. And I watched him go to the uh, the uh, Fargo Force way back when. And then I saw him 
come to uh, the Air Force Academy. And now it's come full circle for Chad, and there's so much to talk about. So I reached out to Chad. I said, hey, if you're not busy tonight and you want to come on, the, the uh, spotlight is yours. And he said, I definitely want to come on. Tonight's not going to be a good night because uh, the announcement was just made today and they have uh, commitments. But as he's affectionately known as Demi, is uh is going to come on sometime in the very near future, possibly even Sunday night. So oh, we, look, we look forward to having Chad on and talking about him. But his new position, director of hockey at the Air Force Academy. Um, Paul, I, I don't know how much you know about Chad Demers, but he uh, not only is a great person, but a great hockey player and uh, was a captain uh, for the Air Force Academy, then uh, came out of his duty uh, with the Air Force and uh, – was diagnosed with brain cancer. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, that's. I, I mean, I know the very basics. The very basics. Okay, so so when you have brain cancer, anybody that's well, and you're as affected as anybody, when you have any form of cancer. But when you have yeah. brain cancer, it's usually not a good diagnosis. But Chad Demers has uh, yeah, well, has been yeah, successful I mean, in beating him at this point. Uh, Air Force. Uh, that's that's the kind of toughness you want in your your uh military people right yeah well i mean he he's beyond uh toughness in that area he's just flat out tough so um it'll be fun to, to visit with chad he's got two young children now so it's fun to uh to talk about that and uh he just left uh the fargo force um uh, of course he was a fixture there because he played there but pierre paul lamaru stepped down and and then chad i think decided it was time to move on as well and why not if you're going to go somewhere go to the air force academy right well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> and, and go work alongside Frank Saratori. I mean, hey, let me tell you, folks. God, I just... can't even imagine. Listen, <laughs> I understand he'd be there for a job, but I wish my job was just to listen to to, to Frank Saratori tell stories because. <laughs> that isn't that, isn't that kind of our job, though? Isn't that what we do? <laughs> yeah, but we don't get to do that every day, all day. Oh, true. With true. That, and that would be that would be that would probably be the greatest job in the world. <laughs> Frank, if you're listening, my friend, that's Paul Hornstein, uh, really, really laying it on. Um, and I know he's serious too, Frank. That's the scary part of it. Um, it oh, so I'm any- absolutely serious. And, and why wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. I mean, holy smokes! I mean, he's been doing it. At Air Force for what twenty years now? Oh, more than that. Okay. Uh, well, that's it. That probably chasing the thirty number. All right. Well, either way, I mean, holy smokes! Is there anybody in hockey he doesn't know? No, no, there is not. And so I could doing- just walk in there into his office every day and say, "Hey, coach, today's story should be about <laughs> X." Or yeah. here's today. Tomorrow, be prepared for stories about Y. Because <laughs> this way he could line up his stories and we could just go from there. And uh, that that to me, that would be an awesome job. And yeah, if he and, and if the coach is does hear this, you want to call it uh, an interview or a resume? Let's go. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you how good those guys in Colorado are. Um, we, we as everybody probably knows, we had a, a rough time connecting uh, with uh, Coach Mayotte, and uh, they were so helpful. And Jerry Jerry Cross, the SID at Colorado College, did such a great job of sticking with it and making sure that that coach got on. And when he got on, it was a blast. I mean, we had a great time Sunday night and so much good information. Well, this morning uh, I, I sent uh, a quick text out to Frank. I just said, hey, congratulations on hiring Chad. What a, what a great deal. And I swear, Paul, it was less than five minutes and I had a return text. Now keep in mind, they just announced some director of hockey today and he was back to me within like five minutes and he's going like, uh, yeah, I, I asked Chad, he said he's going to be busy tonight, but here's his contact information and he definitely wants to come on. And I'm going like, don't you have better things to do than respond to my text? But thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's incredible. I mean, if everybody that we work to- with, were like this, Paul. Unbelievable. Anyway, that that's uh, that's enough of that. We'll get back to that. But again, congratulations, Chad Demers, uh, director of hockey at the Air Force Academy. We can't wait to visit with you. Um, just just a tremendous honor to go back to your alma mater and and, uh, and be a part of 
improving and growing that program. So um, that's what we all like, right? I mean, you talk to anybody who goes to any school, right? Right. And, and we all love it when people who are alumni reconnect or, or, or whatever phrase you want to use become uh, even more invested uh, in that particular school. Uh, schools are always asking for that, right? Uh, for for oh, alumni to be involved in I one was. way or the other. Uh, obviously, they like you to write them checks, but you know that's not, you know, not everybody can be Ralph Engelstad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So sometimes it has to be um, something you know small or or something like, hey, I want to come back and work at the school and here's my chance to do that and so forth and so on because let's face it um when if you are involved in athletics and you have something to do with recruiting uh and this is not a knock on anybody who who who's not but if it comes from an alumnus uh, they might be exaggerating a little bit Although, as you heard Chris Mayotte say over the weekend, you know, you can't really do that. But you know that the passion is there and a very nice chunk of the most of your best years. Uh, You know, you're not a kid anymore, but you're not quite a fully established adult are spent in that place. And if you've had any positive experiences at all, and you can remember them. um, (laughs) Okay. uh, You know, that, that it, it makes it that much easier to sell what you're doing. So we always, you know, especially in athletics and when, when, when players go back to their alma mater to, to, to do whatever it is they might do. We all like that. Absolutely. So, so that wraps up the Air Force stuff. Like I said, we'll have uh, we'll have Chad on, and we'll we'll visit and, and talk a little more about that um, in the very near future, possibly even on Sunday if we can get him to uh, to free up his schedule for us, which uh, we always appreciate. Okay, so I want to put uh, I don't even know if the right word uh, to use on this, but um, celebration of life for Matt Motzko was was held in Saint Cloud on Monday. Um, they asked everybody in attendance to wear red. It was normally Max um, golf day. Um, he worked at the golf club, the Minneapolis golf club, I believe. And uh, Monday was his day off and he always played and had a good time. So they thought that that would be fitting. And uh, the sea of red that turned out at Colorado at uh, St. Cloud uh, Cathedral High School was unbelievable. And I heard uh, bits and pieces of it. Uh, of the ceremony. I haven't been able to listen to the whole thing yet, but um, I heard uh, somebody say, anytime you can get the North Dakotans to put red on, um, you're a pretty important person. So Matt Motzko was able to do that. Uh, a shout out to to our friend, Dave Starman and Shireen, who uh, made the trip from Long Island to St. Cloud to be there in person to support the Motzko family, which is, that's fantastic. Um, you and I, both uh, partook and, and put our red shirts on for the day and, and documented on social media. So um, everything that came out of that, I, I thought that was, was the least you could do, right? Yeah, the very least. And um, everything that came out of that service was uh, just uplifting in my end of it. Um, the University of Minnesota hockey players were on a bus. They bust them up there to support the, their coach which I thought was really cool. A lot of the players were in town working out and they made arrangements to make sure they had a bus and got them up to St. Cloud, which is about 65, 70 miles from the uh, university of Minnesota campus. Okay. Um, that was, uh, that was touching. And I think as Jess Myers told us last Tuesday night, so many hockey programs and head coaches and assistant coaches and players reached out on social media. I mean, I think every one of the NCAA programs had at least one 
representation on social media. Uh, that tells you just how strong this, this hockey family is. And um, that's, that's why I wanted to bring it up because it, it's more than just what happens on the ice. It's what happens off the ice. And all of us felt it. All of us college hockey people, and I'm including you and I in it as well, um, we felt uh, the connection to somebody we've never met. Um, <laughs> uh, I've met Bob and maybe at some point in time, I saw Mac running around, uh, one of the rinks that, that we were at, but I'm sure you did, but, but not to have met him in person and to feel such a connection was just incredible. And shout out to the hockey people all over the country, because especially the college hockey people, because man, you guys stepped up in a really difficult time and our continued prayers for the Moscow family. They're going through a lot. It's going to, it's going to take some time. And, uh, it's going to take a lot of time. <laughs> I'm just telling you that it's going to take yeah. a lot of time. Yeah. Okay. I, um, as I said a week ago when we, when this first happened, I said, you know, I, I, we know life happens and we know uh, things don't go in order, but you're not supposed to bury your children. And at least theoretically anyway, right? That's the, the supposed oh, yeah. to be the order of things. hundred percent. And the, the coach will, will, will march on. Um, and sometimes you have to tell yourself more than you want to, um, that that person would want it that way. Um, you would still have to take care of the living. And, you know, mom is going to need that support more than ever. Um, and, you know, it just, uh, all you do is manage it, to be honest. It never goes away. Yeah. Anybody, anybody that tells you it does is lying. Yeah, totally agree never, with you. It never goes away. I absolutely, totally agree with you. Um, and on that note, uh, like I said our, our prayers and thoughts continue with the Motsko family. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to get into, uh, as as you just said, life goes on. And, um, Paul, less than 60 days now until the yep. uh, first NCAA hockey games get going. Yep. Um, so we're going to dig into that, but we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com and you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now?
Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. You're listening to College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Got Strandy joining you. Hopefully you can still hear me. My uh, headset just went out for the moment. Um, really? yeah, you're back. You're back. I'm back. I, I never Somebody's left. Back. Okay. I, heard hey, you. Having, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I'm having all kinds of issues here, Paul, and I'll tell you how my day started today. I had my, my uh, I guess, semi-annual uh, diabetes checkup with a new right. doctor, and I was thrilled that she was very nice and very thorough. And then they sent me over to the lab to get my lab work done. And when I went to right. the lab, um, they had, uh, let's just say a newbie in the, the phlebotomist station. So it took a little longer. I was patient and waited my turn. I get in there and, um, I kind of look like a pin cushion because they took, uh, five stabs at me before they finally, uh, were able to get the blood drawn that they needed to do for that. <laughs> so I was like 35 minutes of, of, uh, getting stuck before things finally worked out. And I'm going like, you know, there's some days Maybe you should just go back and go to bed because um, it's crazy. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, that's how my day went. So tonight to have uh, interruptions and, and things happening to my uh, my phone line as I'm trying to do uh, a podcast is nothing unusual. I kind of just expected it. Well, yeah, but I, I just figured you expected that all the time. <laughs> I should, you'd think I would by now, right? <laughs> it's just easier that way. Exactly. And this way, when it, when it doesn't go wrong, you're pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yeah. You got a great point there. The ultimate optimist over there, just expect things to go wrong. And when they don't, just be happy about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way you got to look at it. I mean, trust me, I'm a Mets fan. I know how this works. <laughs> Uh, okay, and before we jump into more college hockey, uh, speaking of great guests, we had a huge, huge, uh, what I call a guest on last night in uh, uh, Ken Bolke from Sinbin.Vegas, and right. uh, I know you were on to catch part of it, and, and maybe well, you caught all of Ken's it. part. Uh, okay. I, hear, I listen to Rob talk all the time. Why the hell do I want to listen to him more than I have to? But but the funny part of it was is uh, Rob brought up the question about uh, – the second biggest story in Vegas, which was the trading of uh, Ryan Reeves and uh, Ken just let loose. And when he got done with the first segment of it, I said, wow, that was a pretty heavy hit against Rob's Rangers. And then oh, then like Rob, those. Rob came back with something and, and Ken went even further. And I was uh, trying not to laugh because uh, I, Ken was serious. He was dead serious. I, what he was listen, talking about. I, listen, I will. I, I said this to you last night after that, I assumed you guys were done. Um, nobody yeah. knows. Uh, I don't think the GM knows more about that team than Ken does. Oh, he is so deep. He is so deeply embedded, and he spends so much time. I don't know if you heard him say the part about uh, we were talking draft picks, and he goes, right. I went to my black book, my my scout's black book, and I couldn't find this kid's name. <laughs> I'm going like, unbelievable. Yeah, no, I I get it. I was listening. I, I hear you. I mean, um, <laughs> Like I said, I don't think the GM knows the team as well as he does. No, that that was incredible stuff. But uh, getting back to that, the world of college hockey, um, there was a bunch of signings that happened just the other day. Uh, I brought one up on Sunday for you. I said Jake Levanovich um, made his commitment. I guess it wasn't signing. It was commitments. Made yeah, a commitment I mean, to the yeah, University I mean, of North Dakota. Listen, <sighs> You know, it means nothing. 
Oh, oh okay. Not, 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 okay. It maybe doesn't mean a lot, but it means something. And, and the reason it means something is when you're an Arizona kid and you yeah. get offered a scholarship offer to go to the University of North Dakota, right? That, that's like Austin Matthews being drafted number one in the NHL. Uh, on the college perspective, is he there yet? That's a <laughs> he's not there yet, but okay. just the offer is something that nobody else that I'm aware of has gotten. Listen, uh, he, uh, there's uh, he, there are uh, nobody. Well, listen, I, I mean, uh, I know what I get told, right? I mean. Some of the stuff that you've told me that people have told you, uh, I get all that, but not there yet. That goes right. for any of these guys that have committed. Uh, uh, okay, I totally, two or I totally agree with out. you I on mean, that. But because the takes, school can back out too, right? But it takes steps, right? It, and everything's a step. This is the first step, right? And uh, what he makes of it, or what the school makes of it, or how things progress from this point, um, you know. Listen, I get what you're. I get what you're. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that point that of an another Arizona kid getting uh, going at least seemingly going places in the game of hockey. I get that. There you go. Okay, you want you want to say it that way? uh, I I I can agree with that. But I I just think that that Brad Berry at North Dakota uh, at least had an eye for this direction. And a lot of it might be that, that Jake has been up in North Dakota with Boris and they've done a lot of uh, uh, camps in Fargo-Moorhead area. So I'm sure they're very familiar with him um, long before uh, this opportunity came up. But anyway, congratulations to Jake. And a bunch of other kids made commitments. Um, I know there's a big tournament going on overseas. You know which yeah, one I'm the, talking about, right? Yeah, the gretzky Holinka <laughs> Cup. Yeah. Right. The U.S. And, uh, lost today 5-3. to three. Yeah, and uh, there's – a lot of talented players on that team, yeah, but, not, but they're struggling to get Ws. Yeah, well, they, they had 44 shots today uh, compared to uh, uh, the Swedish team uh, who had only 24 shots, but Sweden scored on five of theirs. U.S. only scored three out of 40 on 44 shots. Yeah. And having hey. not seen the game, I, I mean, I don't want to sit here and say, uh, well, it was a dominating performance by the U.S. They just got beaten by the goalie. Um, both teams were 0 for 5 on the power play. Yeah, that doesn't um, help. That, you know, I mean, good penalty killing. Yep. There's <laughs> always uh, two sides of a coin, right? Uh, if the penalty yeah. kill is not, not great, they usually get power play goals. And if the power play goals don't come, it's usually because of great penalty kills. So, you know, yeah, so I mean, I mean my, my point being is there's a lot of bloodlines going on right now. We saw it in the draft. We saw it in um, what's what's going on with Team USA at all levels. And, and by the way, you, you want to, I mean, you could sit there and you could talk about the offer to North Dakota, but um, uh, the, one of the, the one kid on that team that's committed, and once again, he's not there yet, committed to ASU, Mikey D'Angelo. He's got at least three assists in this tournament so far. He had two today. He's a stud. Okay, but he's not at ASU yet. So, uh, once again, it's great that he's committed there because we want to see everybody commit there because we're biased. (laughs) Hold on a minute. You're biased. I want to see everybody go to UMD. (laughs) Okay. Um, But my point is he's not there yet. Exactly. And like I said, we stepped it back. I walked it back off of your your uh, thing. But I just think it's incredible because uh, five years ago, even you wouldn't have seen a uh, University of North Dakota head coach or assistant coach even taking a look at Arizona. Uh, they just, you know, it just didn't well, the, wasn't on their radar map. That's and, only Austin Matthews effect. Uh, not only that, but I'm going to call it the Greg Powers effect because. What he's done in a very short period of time at Arizona State and uh, has put them on the map, has put Arizona on the map. Um, And it's sad uh, in some ways, but when people ask me when I'm out and about about Arizona hockey, ASU comes up before the Coyotes. And the Coyotes have been here 26 years. Uh, You have to win. 
<laughs> yeah. Not only win, you but you got to have quality players and name recognizable players. And that's what a Doan, a Niedermeyer, um, you know, a Decord. Uh, you just go down the list of, uh, of players that, that had a little background behind them. And uh, especially in college hockey, especially in a quote-unquote non-traditional hockey market, Greg Powers has stepped it up. He, he from the very first day, he he never felt he couldn't get top caliber players, and he knew that his goal was to uh, win a national championship and do it sooner rather than later. Now listen, two players in the NHL already, even if it's only for a few games, still there, right? And a bunch still of players. moving that way, working towards the third, I think, because I think mm-hmm. Steen Pashnik's going to make a heck of a run at well, that uh, Sharks roster. No. Well, you know, uh, there's probably, uh, and there's a bunch of players, in the, you know, a few players in the AHL, one step below. I mean, that's where you start, right? I mean, have to. It's only been, it's only been six years. Yep, have to. And now this year, you're going to have uh, more logos next to names when that roster comes comes out on game night. So that's that tells you that there's some legitimacy in your program. The new building is obviously going to be a very legitimate uh, type of uh, stamp on the program. So, yeah, a a lot of big things. But like I said, it it just tells you how much things are growing here in the Southwest. And I I bring it back kind of full circle to when I started this company back seven years, six, seven years ago. Now, I can't remember how many years. But things were at a low point. Uh, I, I always talk about how club hockey was at a low point. Yes, Austin Matthews is coming but at that point, Paul, the talk was the Phoenix Junior Coyotes. And all those kids now have grown up and have moved on and uh, are getting college scholarships and getting opportunities to play on national teams and things like that. So um, things have changed dramatically in the growth of hockey, and that's why it's so much fun to cover. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you see Arizona kids and and – California kids and and Texas kids and as as Coach Mayotte said on 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 Sunday, dotting all over rosters in the NCAA. Yeah, he's one hundred percent correct. Okay, so uh, and, uh, we have different things to talk about in the next half hour or so. Um, one of them we're going to start off is, uh, and you asked Jess Myers this the other night when we had him on. You said, "Hey, any any word on a Big Ten schedule coming out yet?" And uh, Jess was flabbergasted. He said, no idea. <laughs> uh, and it's still not. I know. So here we are I think, I think, into August. What I the think, heck is going on? I think Wisconsin put out their non-league games, but that's it. What, what's happening? Because wouldn't your league games be the first thing that you could put out? Um, you know who your teams are, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? (laughs) Don't you know who your teams are in the Big Ten? Uh, I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe they put them out in the last couple of days, the schedule. Okay. But the last time I looked. Hold on a minute. The NCHC knew who their teams were, and they put them out in April. So uh, every conference, with the exception of ones that are maybe a little bit, quote, unquote, unstable right now due due to different issues, but the Big Ten should be. For crying out loud, it's the same seven teams that's there every year. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, uh, it okay. makes no sense to me. And 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 I've defended people. I have defended schools for not having their schedules out uh, for a while. But I mean, it's now August first, and I, um, your schedule has to be out. I mean, Paul, let let me put reality to that. There's a countdown clock in the Arizona State locker room. It's below 60 days till the first game. So they're counting down to the first game, and the public doesn't know when the first game is going to be played anywhere in the Big Ten. Uh, no, I mean, well. I mean, um, non-conference. They, non-conference, maybe. Well, they, they have the uh, Great Lakes showcase uh, with the four Michigan teams, or four of them anyway. Uh, I know it's Michigan, Michigan State. I think um, Michigan Tech. Tech, I'm sure. 
well, not necessarily. It could have been any one of them. It could have been any number of them. I think it's Michigan, Michigan State, Michigan Tech, and Northern. Uh, okay. Um, Don't quote me on that. I think that's who it is, but... But anyway, the, the point well, that, being well, is the point being is Arizona State's counting down and preparing for a game in less than sixty days. Uh, the University of Minnesota, Wisconsin, go right down the list of your Big Ten schools. They don't know, or at least the public doesn't know, when they're going to be taking the ice for real for the first time in 2021-2022. Well, neither did any of the Ivy League schools, by the way. Yeah, well, and again, uh, Ivy League and, and Atlantic and all them, I, I just, I think there's so much upheaval from the pandemic, but uh, the two, the well, two that's conferences, part of it too. but the two conferences that did it quote unquote right uh, during the pandemic were the NCHC, obviously, and the Big Ten, because they were able to play a majority of their games and there wasn't a whole lot of hiccups in either one of those conferences, but there were a ton um, in the other conferences. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just. <sighs> so, you know, I don't want to play the blame game here, but, but okay. Who's at fault? <laughs> is it the commissioners? Is it the, is it the teams themselves? Is it the think... athletic directors? I mean, where, where does a person go to, for answers to something like this? Because, you know, if we're talking about this again next week, now you're going to be inside 55 days or less. Uh, I, I get it. I'm not arguing. I, I'm not disagreeing. Like I said, it's, it's, you know, I've defended place. I've defended the whole, um, you know, it's still not too late thing, but you can't say that anymore. I mean, that's just... No. no, it's getting late now. It's getting very late now. So, once again, I'm going to shout out kudos. It sounds like it's an ASU show tonight, but it's really not. But I'm going to uh, shout out to Greg Powers because he had the toughest schedule of anybody in a conference, in any conference of hockey last year, playing all your games on the road at the Big Ten. He not only survived, but he thrived. He came through. He knew what he wanted to do this year in his schedule. I think he accomplished everything that he wanted to in the schedule. We'd have to ask him to find out for sure. But um, so I, I guess I I just struggle with um, excuses, reasons why, because if you're an independent in Tempe, Arizona, and you're able to put together a 36 game schedule in advance, and 20 of them are at home, um, you're you're doing your homework. You're doing something right. So who's dropping the ball? That's what I want to know. Who's dropping the ball everywhere else? Well, I don't – I can't – I don't have all the information. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That's what I I'm – but the point that I'm making know, also, is – Also, let's – you know, there are some ECAC teams that haven't put out full schedules. Um, there are some, some – Spots in, in, in Hockey East schedules. We know Atlantic was scrambling to put out their schedule after the whole Robert Morris thing. And while that's still going on, I, I don't see how they, they even if as much as we want them to, I don't see how they, they could put a schedule together without having saying, yes, we're coming back. And this being August 3rd, I don't see how they do that. Yeah. Well, I saw um, stuff on, on social media recently as today about people excited about still the prospects of Robert Morris saving their program, which is great. We're all for that. Programs. Um, any, yeah, programs. Anybody that we can talk to about it, we'd love to have on. We'd love to do whatever we can do in our small way of uh, just trying to keep the word out there. But um, I'm going to go back to a word I've used, Paul, for 20 months. When this pandemic started, I said, especially in the world of hockey, you need to stay relevant. And, and those who stay relevant will continue to thrive and will uh, continue to achieve the goals that they're after and were after before the pandemic. And those who don't stay relevant are going to be the ones that are struggling. And 
and I, I used it a lot with ACHA clubs because they, they're pay for play. Uh, if you get irrelevant, you might lose your program, but in NCAA hockey, um, you got to stay relevant. And we saw what ASU did all the way through the pandemic. They, they put themselves out there. Coach Powers again said, we'll play anybody anywhere. Um, we'll do it. If we have to stay in a hotel for 30 days, we'll stay in a hotel for 30 days. We'll do what we have to do because guess what? They have a goals and objectives and they're going to stay relevant and they're not going to let a pandemic um, drive them below ground. And I think there's a whole bunch of programs right now that are sitting on the edge of below ground because they let themselves get irrelevant. Well, we know Western Michigan's not one of them. Yeah, exactly. And, when you know, just before we started, uh, they came out and said that Andy Murray has uh, decided to step down as the head coach. So that made me think today was Wednesday. Because usually that stuff happens on Wednesday. What? Really? <laughs> I know. Shocking, right? Um, they uh, and they immediately put in associate head coach Pat Fershweiler as the new head coach. Also, by the way, a Western Michigan alum. So there you go again. Um, listen, it's just you know. So and we would be you know the. The, the, uh, the statement from the coaches uh, I have some things on my bucket list to do and now I feel like is the time to do them okay uh, because it's also late in the game for for I mean for, for them I guess the, the the line of succession was already named before this so it was easy for them to make the promotion yeah yeah I agree with all that because it would be kind of because it's kind of late in the game uh, f for that kind of stuff. But, you know, and I'm not questioning why. I mean, you know, Andy Murray took that job after uh, being let go by the Kings uh, and has had some really, really good seasons and probably got the, the screwed in a couple of them because uh, Wade Allison, is that who it was? I'm trying to. I think that was his first. I think Wade. Yeah, I think you're right. Day. I think you're right. I'm trying um, to think of that as we speak. He was. I mean, when he played, they won. When he was hurt and out on the side, they, you know, he was there everything for a couple of years. Um, you know, they made some NCAA tournaments, had 20 win seasons under Murray. Um, going up against the big boys of the NCHC. And, you know, uh, help build that program even more in the time it was in, it's been in the NCHC because Murray basically came on at the same time. So not easy when you're taking that team and saying, okay, you're you were in the old CCHA, I believe, and yes, now you're were. and you know going up against those teams. And not not to knock those teams, but they weren't North Dakota, Minnesota Duluth, Denver, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Colorado College, Omaha. Well, I, yeah, I got one little, <laughs> you want to list them all? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> Miami. Um, I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, and I guess the one little cloud. Paul, that's hanging over NCAA hockey right now. You and I have talked about this. You and I have, Coach Territory have talked about it, but there needs to be some sort of reining in all 60, 61, 62, 63 teams, whatever it is, and try to find some cohesiveness. I mean, if anybody's looked at college football lately, um, there's a lot of stuff going on in college football. Uh, Pac-12, and, uh, yeah, but and, uh, it's not comparable. It's no, no, not. no, no. I'm not trying to compare it. I'm just trying to say that if college football, as big as it is, is considering mergers and taking on new teams and becoming more solidified, um, uh, in, in, well, that's big, all about TV money too. That's right. all about TV money. Right. But there has to be some way 
for college hockey to, to bring these together. I mean, you look at what Arizona State's doing way out here, all right. by themselves, stuck right. out here in the West. Right. You look at what Colorado College is doing with the new arena and the, right. the resurgence of their program, if you will, uh, the stability of Denver. You look at right. Minnesota with now five or six. I can't keep track how many NCAA schools there are in that state now. Six. Um, you okay. Make sure you told. Don't lie to me and tell me you can't <laughs> keep track. You are so full of it. Uh, anyway, you six. tell me every uh, day. Yeah, there's six. There are six uh, programs in Minnesota. <laughs> okay, so and there's what one, you, two, three. There's at least five in Michigan, right? Right. Ferris. Well, I think Lake there's Superior six there too. Michigan. I named you the four. I named. Uh, yeah, I think there might be more than that okay. because so there's, you got Ferris Western. Northern, Northern, Tech, Michigan, Tech, Michigan, Lake Superior, Michigan, Michigan, and Michigan State. It might be seven. I think there is seven. I think there so is seven. There. Mm. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, we're talking about all of those things being stable. Uh, why can't the rest of them get stable? Um, it, follow a roadmap. Uh, do whatever you got to do. Get help from somebody. Um, the one that you refuse to talk about, which uh, I'm working very hard to get their head coach on, and that's Lindenwood, continues to slide Who? under the radar. Who? And they're just quietly preparing for what's going to be a very good hockey team when they finally go Division One next year. Um, I'm sorry. What are we so talking about? I, I have not seen that's what I'm any telling you. I haven't seen that's any what I'm telling you. I, going, I see no proof of this. Okay. I see the proof, and I know what's happening. They're really? going very I, I well under it. the radar. They are very stable. They know what they're doing, really? and they're doing it under a very, very low-keyed approach at this point. Um, there's reasons I, I for it. No I know it. there's reasons for it. And uh, But what I'm the, the point is not about Lindenwood. The point is about right. um, Augustana is going to come on board. Uh, they're going to uh, be very well, stable when they come they, on board. Well, first of all, they they have said that that's their plan, which is good. Yeah, I, I you have to figure <laughs> that's two years away. Well, based yeah, on what they said, two maybe three. Who knows? Okay. But but what I'm saying is that they have a plan, right? And they're constructing it now. Uh, and again, I don't want to beat on any one program, but sorry, Huntsville, um, you you did everything to raise a whole bunch of money, and you went into a suspended year. Well, I think that, well, Come let's on. face it, that program got blindsided by the president of the university. Well, everybody's getting blindsided by the president of the university. So, well, yeah, that happened. Figure in, it out. Morris, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but then also now look where you are on Long Island. Right. Long Island is, is they started in the middle of a pandemic on a surprise right. announcement. More, correct. For most people. I have and, 16 of their games. Yeah. They're continuing all. to work it. Uh, they know what they're games. up against. They actually have, uh, by the way, uh, you know, we talked about plenty ASU playing all those road games last year. Uh, at this point of the 16 <laughs> games that I have been able to dig up, they're playing 14 of them on the road. Well, and that's that's all about building a program, though. Ask Coach Powers yes, what it was like the first gotta, year or two. You got to play. I mean, and this is part of, like I said, the Ivies have not released their schedule. They haven't released their schedule. Um, I mean, the ECAC teams, you know, they're not. I mean, they some of them have, but you gotta gotta give them some home games, don't you? Oh, absolutely. So but right to, at this percentage, if they get a half a dozen home games, come on, guys. I know maybe they were waiting for the Islander schedule to come out in terms of having their building available. But come on, seriously, uh, somebody's got to play them at home. And so far, I only have, and it's not even a full weekend. They're both home and home weekends. Yes, I know. I I, I totally agree with you, my friend. And and that's what I'm saying. And and that's uh, the soapbox that I'm standing on tonight is the one that says NCAA college hockey needs to start bonding together. I don't know how they're going to do that. Is it one czar? Is it one person that's going to? take over control of it and take the, take everything coming in from all 60 teams and say, this is how we're going to go or what's it going to take? Because the NCAA certainly isn't helping a whole bunch. 
Well, they're 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 they're, un, they're under they're about to undergo their own issues. Yeah, that's what I mean. The the, the NCAA is a governing body of itself. But um, here's here's my point. Here's my point, and then I'll I'll get off this soapbox. There are so many talented hockey players, and you know my world tour from April fifth to May fifth was about finding out really how many good quality hockey players that were out there, and getting a sample at all the different levels. There are a ton of hockey players out yeah. there that that deserve a shot at Division One hockey, and if your program is not working to be relevant, to be stable to provide opportunity, you're doing a disservice to not only uh, your your university and your program, but to the entire college hockey world because there are kids that are looking for spots to play, talented kids that want to get a locker, and they can't do it if your program is up and down. Well, I, we, I have talked about in the last few weeks the fact that the NCAA um, is – about to go through a thorough self-examination. How that ends up, who knows? Uh, we said last week that they granted an OHL kid NCAA eligibility to play at Bowling Green. Uh, we know the NIL stuff is here. And so the question now becomes... I mean, like I said, yeah. does that happen more? Does does because of the NIL issue do or does the NCAA now say uh okay, uh guys who were in the OHL, you want to come play in the NCAA? Okay. Do they change that now? Because theoretically, kids that played in Canadian Junior Leagues outside of the BCHL, and I think um, there's a there's an Albertan League too, if I'm not mistaken, right? The Alberta Junior Hockey League, right? Um, those two team, those two leagues were not part of the CHL, which was the organization running the Canadian Junior Leagues. When uh, you signed with one of those teams, you were "quote unquote" in the eyes of the NCAA, no longer considered an amateur. Correct. So now, with the NILs, you know the, the businesses are not signing up with chemistry students, <laughs> right? Okay. Does that change the position now of the NCAA? Have to about OHL players that decide I think I want to go play college now. I'm going to I'm going to petition. Because now that you've let the first kid in. Yep. I know where you're going with this. Okay, and I don't and listen, we could talk slippery slope about every topic in the world. Okay? But now that you've let one OHL kid in and I don't know any of the details about the petition that he put in and the NCAA granted. Okay. But now the what happens when you're the next is player? Open. The box yes. is open. Yes. And everybody that is interested will try to step into it and they'll have to come up with some sort of policy. And steering it right back to what I was talking about is um, if you start letting the OHL kids in, great. But now you have a bunch of kids that are getting better here in the United States that are looking for places to play. And now you're going to start adding OHL players. I mean, again, I don't want to sound like this is an Arizona State uh, situation, but look at Arizona State's roster the start of last year. Look at their list of commits. And now look at what that roster looks like this year and their list of commits. It is dramatically different. I mean, there are yeah. guys that we never expected. There was a snowball's chance, and you know where, that they were going to be on this Arizona State roster this season. And they're there. So there's a bunch of people, athletes, 
really good hockey players out there. And right back to where I started, that's why the relevancy word and the stability word, those two need to merge within college hockey, NCAA college hockey. And that used to be reserved for for ACHA, Paul. Uh, stability and irrelevancy, um, yeah, they, there was problems within the ACHA. They came through, all indications anyway at this point are, the ACHA came through with flying colors on how they kept their programs uh, relevant and and active and ready to go. And right out here in the Southwest, we might see the one of the best, if not the best, conference of ACHA hockey in the whole country. It could happen right here with what's happening in the Southwest and the uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League. So come on, NCAA. My soapbox is about to be pulled under my feet, oh, and I'm going to fall way, back down to earth. By the way, let's get it together. Coach put it out there over the uh, over the last few days uh, that uh, Peter Zong is going to go play for the Chinese national team for the 20 yeah. Olympics. Yep. So congratulations to him. Yep. Uh, good for him. Doesn't hurt to put that picture of him and Ovi on there either. Uh, oh, is that who that was? I'm sorry, I only recognized Peter. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, before we before we jump into something and maybe get ready to end the show, um, how good is eventually. that uh, draft pick of the Islanders? It's playing for where Sweden or Finland? Finland. Or, yeah, how good is he? Uh, well, he had a pretty good tournament at the World Summer Showcase, that's for sure. Oh, he certainly did. Uh, and that was a kid that, that I had heard was uh, contemplating not wanting to play much anymore because he wasn't having fun. He's having fun now. He certainly had fun this past week, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, anything else we need to get in before we say goodnight? No, I mean, I'm just trying to think here. You know, we're just waiting at this point. Um, you know, kids, not all of them. You know, some players are back on campuses working out. We know that. Uh, what do you guys call them? Captain's practices? Yeah, captain's practices. Well, you know, it's it's peer pressure, right? You want to make yep. sure you're there. Oh, yes, you do. Because if, if you're you want, not. If you want your spot on a roster, you better be there. Well, you don't want to you want to be there because the, your teammates are there. Okay. And and well, <laughs> we know we understand that, but there's still peer pressure. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt there's peer pressure. And that's why uh, coach Mayat said he was trying to get all of his guys back, but he understood the situation and and uh, ASU now's got a pretty nice little deal going with their captains come in and and maybe even take some summer school classes and get working out in the weight room, which they're able to do uh, under NCAA rules and and uh, those type of things. So, yeah, there's there's a bunch of stuff happening, but um, it, schedules have to come pretty soon. Um, our list of guests are going to start to really ramp up because Chad Demers is coming on. I'm still working to get Stu Bickle. I'm still working to get somebody from Denver because Denver has been a little quiet, and I think we need to talk about some of their – people up there so maybe next week we have some somebody from denver on and uh then we got to get back to asu because hey things are happening there they've got uh uh the highest ranked nhl draft pick as a freshman this year josh stone yeah well we'll look forward to that um i'm sure he's uh you know i'm I'm sure it's easy uh it's easy for him to get to campus right (laughs) yeah yeah get those captain's practices yeah, Easy, right. Exactly. Not a problem. <laughs> it's not like he has to go very far. Oh, and guess what, Paul? Depends what on the traffic, it, I guess. Guess what? What week it is? The first week of August. Guess where I'm going tomorrow? My sixth floor of my favorite parking oh, yeah. garage. In oh, I see. I, I see. I said, I thought shot. you were going back to the, get another diabetes check. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. My arm's got to take a break from that. Oh, okay. <laughs> But I'm going up on top of the uh, parking garage tomorrow to get a video for us. So, oh, that'll be good. I look forward to that. Yeah, there's a, there's roof coming on. I'm told. Uh, awesome. I, that's a little yeah. early, but okay. That's great. I mean, gotta I guess put, you got to got to put the seal up first, right? right? I guess I guess you want the roof up to to protect against the weather. 
in case it rains, but where where does it rain? Well, no, it only floods. <laughs> no, it doesn't rain, it only floods. I I think it's a structural thing. I think you got to get all those pieces in before you can start working on the inside. But yeah, maybe they'll uh, they'll get it in. They'll start cranking up some AC in there so they can work inside. Yeah, uh, go for it. <laughs> you know, do they have AC on the sixth floor of the parking garage? No, no, they do not. Okay, they I'm just not. asking. <laughs> no, they do not. Uh, it was not there when I was there. Yeah, no, that nothing was there when you were there. I know. <laughs> nothing almost uh, <laughs> okay i got nothing else so i'll let you take it away and uh sunday night we'll shoot to have chad demers on so we can talk a little uh a little air force hockey uh this sunday night and then uh tomorrow night Lindsay ellis the head coach of the hey, look forward to university that. women's team is coming on and she's had a incredible summer you talk about relevant she has kept herself relevant and her program relevant with uh, prospect camps last week they finished up a youth camp um it, it's humming there's no doubt about it we'll find it all out from lindsey tomorrow night yeah i'm looking forward to that college hockey southwest weekly has been brought to you by summer skates play on the ice is continuing to heat up and the weather's already there so it makes it more important to keep those drinks cold Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at behindthemask.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. Buy Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table. The place in the East Valley for great taste. And great value. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, world-class education, and a destination city. M-Drive, help for your immune system, building lean muscle mass and making it through the day without that afternoon crash. Go to mdriveformen.com and see how our high-protein, low-carb start shakes can work for you. I Jesse Ray's Barbecue, three-time winner of the Best of Las Vegas Award for the Best Barbecue. Stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or whenever you're attending the next big event at Allegiant Stadium. How about 60,000 people at a soccer game? Yeah, that was great. Was, yeah, it was, that was a tremendous night. That was, that was a heck of a game, too. Uh, Boost Mobile. You choose, you save, mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 per line. And by the NCHC and NCHC.TV, history, blue bloods, upstarts, the NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And uh, a couple of housekeeping things to throw out there. We are still on our climb to 10,000 followers on all of our Twitter accounts. Uh, had a big jump the last couple of days, so... That, that's that's exciting. Just keep uh, just keep telling your friends about us coming on. Uh, also, we had a little increase uh, that was pleasantly surprised over the summer in our uh, podcast. So that means people are paying attention, which we love. Uh, also, want to remind people that the uh, the store, the team store at ithsw. Uh, is up, icetimehockeysouthwest.com, icetimehockeysw.com, I should say. Uh, you can get to the web the web page and get your uh, personalized gear if you'd like with our logos all over things and uh maybe some big news coming this week with a couple of our partners we know uh our friends at m drive are coming back for another year and there's some products coming that we're going to be giving away on that and um maybe some news in the next day or two from our friends at summer skate so just keep that in mind as uh we continue to move forward if you'd like to partner up with us by all means get in touch with myself or uh rob rothfarb and uh Let's see what we can do to get your company uh, in line with the fastest growing and the only live quad pod of hockey podcasts in the Southwest. All right, I'm done. How about you? Yeah, have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>